Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's really helping you grow in the Lord. But I just wanted to take a second just to talk about this great tool that I've been using to bring the Word of God to people. Anchor is a tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and a lot more. So it's really been helping me reach people that I can't go to their house and actually teach them a Bible study. So it's everything you need in the podcast in one place. The best of all, Anchor, and it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family and ah! our extended family. We've got everybody here today. Yeah, we got the Williams family. I got my mom and dad with us, and we're doing a Christmas special. Are you guys excited? Yeah. Yeah, say Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. All right, so today we're going to be going through the Christmas story. How many of you guys are excited about that? What do you guys, what's your guys' favorite part of Christmas? Jesus and presents. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is the present, right? right. Jesus is the present to the whole world. And today we're going to read about, we're actually going to read about how he was presented to the world. So let's start, guys. Where do we, where do we hear the story about Jesus' birth? At, yeah, in the Bible, where is it at? It's in two places in the Bible, everybody. It's in Luke and it's in Matthew. Matthew. Both of them are going to tell the story. We're going to try and take them in like chronological order. So let's see how we go. But here we go, guys. Everybody listen up. And we're going to start in Luke 1, starting in verse 26. Now this, before we get into the reading, right before this, it told us about John the Baptist coming to the earth. Because you guys know John the Baptist made the way for Jesus, right? Yep. So we're going to start right with the foretelling of Jesus' birth in verse 26, guys. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, and Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist, guys. So in the sixth month of her pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. So they're talking about Jesus' mom here. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. That's what we call Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. What's more, your relative Elizabeth will become pregnant 
in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she now is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. How many of you guys believe that? Amen. Right. Nothing is impossible. That's the that's the best part about the whole Christmas story is it shows us that nothing is impossible. Right. That God could wrap Himself in flesh and come to Earth, and then He died on the cross and forgave all of our sins, because that is impossible in itself, right, guys? So let's continue. Let's read some more here. Mary responded, "I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true." And then the angel left her. So that was the first time that the angel appeared to him. All right, in this next part, we're going to read about Mary going to visit Elizabeth. And this is important because they both do have Jesus in Mary's belly, and John the Baptist is in Elizabeth's belly. So let's read about it right here. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea in the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of the Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Isn't that awesome, guys? The baby jumped because he knew Jesus was coming. That's what Christmas is all about. We should be jumping inside today knowing that Jesus came to the earth at Christmas time to die for our sins. Isn't that awesome, guys? Amazing. All right, this next part is actually the Song of Mary. You guys ready to hear the Song of Mary? Yes. Trav, you want me to sing it? <laughs> I don't even know if I could, guys. Because this is written in Old English. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. And he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation. That's what the whole that's what Jesus coming to the earth was all about, guys. Him showing mercy. Amen. To all who fear him, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. And sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. (laughs) Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then she went back to her hometown. All right, guys, now we're going to flip to the book of Matthew and we're going to read some about what Matthew has to say about this. We're going to read Matthew, starting in chapter 1, starting halfway through verse 16 through 24 now. Mary gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Messiah. All those listed above, including 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from Babylonian exile 
to the Messiah. So you guys get that? There was 14 generations between King David and the Babylonian exile and Abraham. All of them are separated by 14 generations. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's how we know Jesus came from King David. And this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Ghost. That's important, guys. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, and he will save the people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, what do you guys know? What does Emmanuel mean? God with Jesus. us. God with us. Yes. That's what they called him because that's what he is, is God wrapped in flesh, living on earth with us human beings. Isn't that awesome, guys? When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until his son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. The reason for the season, guys. Amen. I love learning about Jesus. Yeah. Amen. All right, now we're going we're gonna to go back. Before we continue to Matthew 2, we're going to read Luke chapter 2. So I'm trying to keep it in order with you guys. Because that way we're, we're kind of hearing it in the timeline that it should be taking place. Even though, of course, it's two different perspectives. So we are getting it from both points of view. But right now, we're going to flip to Luke chapter 2. All right, in chapter 2 in Luke, this is where we get to hear about the shepherds and them coming to worship Jesus. And then we're going to go back to Matthew, and we're going to hear about the wise men bringing their gifts to Jesus. All right, verse number 1 of chapter 2. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was the governor of Syrah. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. So everybody had to go back to their hometowns, guys. The governor made them. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in <laughs> Judea. You see how God made it to where they had to... If he wouldn't have made that census, Jesus wouldn't have gone and been born in Bethlehem. So he had to go back to Bethlehem. So God made that governor pass that just so that the scriptures would be fulfilled and he would be born in Bethlehem. Wow. That's awesome. So he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancestral home. He traveled there from the village of Nazarene in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancee, who was obviously pregnant now. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him 
in snuggly strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for him. Do you guys realize why she wrapped him in the swaddling clothes? Do you know what a swaddling clothes is? Yes. The swaddling straps that it says here? Those were actually cloth that they kept for the newborn baby lambs. And they would clean the lambs off and they would wrap them in those cloths. And that's why Jesus was wrapped in it is because he was the lamb Lamb. slain for our sin. Isn't that good, guys? All right, now we're gonna we're gonna hear about the shepherds and the angels. You guys want to hear this part? Yes. That night there yeah. were, yeah. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, "Don't be afraid," he said. I bring you good news, the good news, guys, that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah of the Lord, was born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of clothing, laying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others the armies of heavens, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth with those whom God is pleased. When the angel had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby laying in the manger After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and that the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' stories were astonished, but Mary kept all of these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Isn't that awesome, guys? Yeah, now we're going to skip back to Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to see his version of this event. All right, here we go. Matthew chapter 2, guys. We're going to hear about the visitors from the east, the wise men. We're getting the whole nativity scene right here in the story of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? You hear that? This is cool because they call them the king of the Jews. This is an exact wording of what they called him at his death. So in the Christmas story, we see how they called him the king of the Jews at his birth. And they wrote a sign and called him the king of the Jews and put it above his head at his death. So the star above him said he was the king of the Jews. And the sign above his head when he died said he was the king of the Jews. Wow. He was the king of kings and the Lord That's of lords so from the amazing. day he was born. That's amazing, guys. So they came asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? For we saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? 
Where was he supposed to be born, guys? Bethlehem. Yeah. What does the Bible say? Oh, Bethlehem, unto you a child is born. Unto us a Christ is given. So in Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. Oh, I quoted it, and here he is. He's going to quote it a lot better. I was doing it in the NDV version, the new Daniel version. He's going to read it here in the NLT version. <laughs> and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not least among the ruling cities of Judea, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of his people, Israel. He is the shepherd, guys, the great shepherd of our flock, right? Mm -hmm. We know his voice, and he calls us by name. Yeah. When Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them that the time when the star first appeared, then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I can go worship him too. After this interview with the wise man, they went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was born. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest, guys. And they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's why we give presents on this holiday, right, guys? They opened their, from the day Jesus was born, people came and gave him presents because he was the real king. Mm -hmm. And that's why we exchange presents is to pass out joy to other people because what we do for other people is like we're doing it for Jesus, right, guys? Yeah, so if anybody buys me a present this Christmas, it's just like buying it for Jesus. Okay. Oh, nice so try. Jesus wants a new car, nice a new try, shoes, buddy. a new a new hat, a new Gold. house, a boat. <laughs> Did you say a boat? I'd like a boat. <laughs> All right, so that's that's the end of Matthew chapter two. Now we're gonna go back to Luke chapter two, and we're gonna finish up the, what happened right after Jesus's birth. Because I'm gonna give you guys like the whole first week of Jesus's life. Wow. <laughs> Starting in chapter two, verse twenty-one. This is where Jesus is presented at the temple. So we're going to hear, this is right after he was born, and this is like Jesus' first trip to church. How many of you guys are excited to go to church this week coming up? Yeah. They're going to be doing, they're going to be doing a Christmas special this week, right? And we all get to bring presents and give presents to Jesus, and we get to hear about his birth there. We, we might even do communion. We do communion at our church because it's linked to the death of Christ. So the more that we can we can learn about his life and birth, the more we know it's all leading towards the death where he pays for our sins and he can save our soul, right? Amen. That's awesome. So let's continue here in, in verse 21. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. When it was time for the purification offering, as required by the law of Moses, after the birth of a child, so his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, 
He must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required by the law of the Lord. Either a pair of turtle doves. That's why we see a lot of turtle doves these days. and Or two young pigeons. Turtle doves, I know. Yeah, you guys ever see like turtle dove ornaments on Christmas mm-hmm. trees and stuff? We got turtle doves living out, living outside of our house. Yeah, every year. That's just, that'll remind you guys. That's Which what they that's dove? what they sacrificed when Jesus was born. Two turtle doves. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simon. Simon's gonna prophesy for us, guys. He was righteous and devout, and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. And he had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Th- that day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simon was there. So how you guys, the Holy Spirit led this man to see Jesus. Know. That's yeah. awesome, right guys? Yes. So it led him to see him. So he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you had promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is the light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simon blessed him and said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to call many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. That was what they prophesied about Jesus. That's good, guys. Now there's one more prophecy we're going to read about right here. And this will be like one of the last things here. Anna was another prophet who came to the town to see Jesus when he was a baby. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Penel, the tribe of Esher. And she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. So she was 84 years old. She had never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God and fasting in prayer. She came along just as Simon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. So that goes to show you guys, if you fast and pray and you stay in the church, that is exactly where you want to be. And she was able to see God's Messiah on earth because she was fasting and praying and staying in the church. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned to their home in Nazareth in Galilee. There, the child grew up healthy and strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. Isn't that awesome, guys? That is the entire Christmas story out of the Bible. The story of Jesus being born, coming to earth as a present to mankind. All right, so we got a couple minutes left, and then we're going to go to prayer. Does anybody have any awesome Christmas stories they want to talk about? No. No, No, Tristan just gave it up. What's your favorite part about Christmas, all? Presents in the Lord. 
Have you ever had like a favorite church service on Christmas that we went to? I don't remember. That. Remember that one where we all held the candles and we sang for God? Yeah, that was good. That was a good. That was a good time. Yeah, you know, this we past all come year, together. What can? Me and Trinisa got together and helped the church with the foster families mm-hmm. and gathered Christmas presents and things. And yeah. So my favorite part is giving, right, and showing God's love and joy to other people. Yeah, Christmas is a good time for us to serve the people and give back to God's kingdom. To show our appreciation for what God did for us and wrapping himself in flesh and coming to earth. What, Tristan? What do you want to say? My, my favorite part of, of um, Christmas is about God. Is God, yeah. He makes it so much better, doesn't he? There's nothing like Christmas with God. He makes Christmas a hundred times better. Yeah. All right, so let's pray, everybody. Everybody ready? Yeah. Dad, you didn't even say anything. Why don't you pray for us? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Dear Lord Jesus, Dear we Lord thank you, Jesus, Father, for God, being here. Let us feel your presence, God. Lord. Touch our hearts and our minds with your word, God. We love you, Lord. We honor you. We just want you to be in our hearts forever, God. Someday I will stand before you, Lord, and I will witness to all my sins, Lord. But I just want to honor you right now, Lord, and love you my whole heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and ask you to go with us and lead us, Lord. Keep your hand on us. We love you and honor you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Everybody say Christmas. Merry Christmas. Remember, Jesus loves you. Say Merry Christmas, Tegan. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, lady.